Fail Films 101 is not an actual college course and cannot be taken for college credit. It is not affiliated with any university, community college, junior college, vocational training program, or for-profit corporation masquerading as a school of any kind. Professor Jay has no formal training as an educator and, in fact, went to a Missouri State College for about two semesters, ran out of money, and dropped out as a result. And now that I've covered my own ass legally, let's get on with Fail Films 101. Hello, class, and welcome to Fail Films 101, a pod class about the shittiest movies humankind has to offer and why we love them. I'm your instructor, Professor Jay, and class is in session. So we're doing something a little different with today's episode. So the Bad Movie Club that I've mentioned in previous episodes, we decided to go on a little field trip today. And by that, I mean a bunch of us got together, went to the movies to see something that's currently running, and... Holy shit. I have... I'm going to try to find the words, because at the moment, I do not have the words. But I'm sure I will find them. What the fuck? Yeah, what the fuck is a pretty good one. So, with me today are my friends from Bad Movie Club. We've got John. You all know John. Hi, I'm here. Good God. (laughs) Yeah. We have Ricky. He was the one who was going to do Romeo and Juliet Sealed with a Kiss with Me before the audio got ruined. Say hi, Ricky. What the fuck was Cats? That counts as a hi. Okay. And then we have Jesse. Say hi, Jesse. This movie awakened something in a lot of poor teenagers that are going to go see it unknowing. Are you you speaking from experience? (laughs) Different experience, but similar. Maybe not with Cats. (laughs) 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 so those of you who are familiar with the fail films know that we generally go with production plot and what makes this movie special as our general episode flow i did not get the chance to research the production and honestly i probably don't want to so i guess we'll kind of talk about the so-called plot all you need to know about the producers is that they're furries yeah they're furries I should also probably warn y'all, we're recording this on my phone, so I apologize if the audio quality is a bit different than what you're used to, because I've mentioned before, I live far away from most of my friends, so I came into town to see this with them. So I did not have the opportunity to bring my actual equipment. So we're doing it on my phone. Yay. Okay. Cats. Ready, set, go. But the important thing is, is we're here, we're going to talk about cats, and it is a fucking goldmine. From start to end. I don't even know where to be. Fuck. The beginning. The beginning. We all agree on this. Just start at the beginning and just go from there. Professor J. Professor J. Please explain the plot of Cats in detail. Okay. Good luck. Godspeed. (laughs) So... We're drink- most of us are drinking while we do this, so if you hear any clinking, that is why. But is there a plot to this movie? Who fucking knows? So it starts kind of like a horror movie. There is a car driving through an alleyway, and the car throws a flailing bag out the window. And it takes a hard land. And then... A furry pops out of the bag. <laughs> after, after like, a bunch of quote-unquote alley cats start... A.K.A. furries. Yeah. Sexually, like... Writhing. Writhing just around this bag. They're just, like, pawing at it, like... Yeah, it's real uncomfortable. 
So like one of uh, they all want to fuck the bag. So like, uh, and one of the first horror movie shots of the movie is like an just a squared level full frame shot of one of the cats on all fours, and you're just like, oh god, what the <laughs> you know, like it was like a scene from The Witcher. Which I still haven't seen. Oh, you should really see that. It's so though, good. Though, quite honestly, uh, I think the scene that takes the cake is any scene that does a close-up on Robert Fairchild. <laughs> that motherfucker was so creepy. Oh, was that he, was the was creepiest the, of the cats. Was he the lead main cat? He was the gray guy. The, the, the gray the guy gray that, cat. Like, first uh, the, like, started courting Victoria. Or, or, like, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, he was by far like the creepiest, scariest motherfucker. I don't know what it was. Like it's because he talked in whispers and like had like and like the wide eyes like (laughs) along with it as well. Don't you think? Like there was something about the face. He was trying really hard to play the the role of like the Greek chorus. You know, the like the muses and Hercules, like the narrator type role, but we're but also a character. He was trying really hard to do that, but honestly, he was just being a creepy motherfucker the whole time. <laughs> Robert Fairchild, if you're listening to this, <laughs> I'm sure you're a wonderful person. And probably a good actor when you're given a good script and plot. Honestly, if anyone is listening to this that was in this film, they could have done, you've done much better, and I'm sorry. <laughs> Ian McKellen, I have a lot of respect for you. <laughs> Ian McKellen, you deserved better. (laughs) Taylor Swift? I don't know about that. (laughs) At least you finally grew boobs. I was just about to say, enjoy your your CGI tips. Yeah. Do you think she, that was in her contract, do you think she was I want free tips? It was. It absolutely was. I need to have the biggest tits in the movie. And she did, and Rebel Wilson was in this film, so that is saying something. Yeah, and I I think that's why I didn't recognize it was Taylor Swift at first. I knew she was in this movie, but I didn't know where, and I was waiting the whole time, like, which one of these fucking cats? Honestly, at first I thought, at first I thought it was the little white cat. I was like, oh, they're standing on her. Because as soon as she opened her mouth, I knew that wasn't Taylor Swift. That, like, yeah, I recognized Taylor Swift right away. Because, like, she started singing, and I was like, oh, this is Taylor Swift. Here we go. John will know Taylor Swift anywhere. She grew up with him. Yep. Mm -hmm. All the way around. (laughs) He grew up with her. Thank you. Yeah, I don't. They're old childhood buds. Cares. (laughs) Okay, but... (laughs) But we get a white cat in a bag. Now her name is Victoria. Victoria the cat. Now clarify something. Was Victoria the? Is this the afterlife for cats? Like in the movie, like the okay, it's, what? They're like huh? a bunch of alley cats. Yeah, and they're, they're like, called jellical cats, and they have their own life. It's sort of like the Secret Life of Pets, but awful. <laughs> <laughs> Not that that was great, but oh, so it's like a Toy re- Story kind of thing. This is real life. So this it's is the real like, world. This is their life, what they do as like mm. street cats in London. They just sing songs oh. and you need subtitles to understand. I thought that was I, like a different plane of existence. I thought this was like the... No, the no. one in the end gets to go to like New Life Heaven, but the rest of them just hang out, what? I guess, all They're day. Basi- Okay, so it's basically what? like the Jonestown cult. <laughs> what? Except instead of all dying at once, 
They die one at a time once a year. Is what I gather. Judy Dench comes and decides who gets the tie. The cat that got chosen is just like, instead of the balloon thing uh, where they go off into the sunset, that's just that's artistic, uh, artistic licensing. Like, they really did, like, a ritual sacrifice or it's something been a like that. I thought that was a symbol for adoption. It's like, been a long time. I believe when I saw it as a stage play when I was a small child, she came back in the end, the one that gets to go be reborn, and she was, like, young and pretty. Like, what? she was, so was like, like, given another life. Uh, so, like, literally given another life. Yes. Like, reincarnated. But in this, this kind of mm. ballooned off like the Wizard of Oz. So you've seen the theater version. A long time ago when I was small. So you're our cat's expert. Oh, that's saying a lot. Um, <laughs> you are the most qualified person at this table to talk about cats. I am qualified to talk about actual cats. <laughs> We're not talking about actual cats. We're talking about ap- ap- anthropomorphic nightmares. This is true. Hey now, hey you know now. what? You know what I want my cats to be? Sexy. <laughs> it wouldn't have been so bad if they didn't moan as they moved. If they had just done like sexy cat dance movement, it would have been one fine. Thing. But they were like, oh, <laughs> the whole time. Yeah. It was well, a softcore furry boy. Yeah. And you also get a lot of. <laughs> <laughs> that and like I don't know about Sean you're creating a very sonically unpleasant experience for both our editor and our listeners the, op- uh, the opposite of ASMR right there <laughs> if there ever was one anti-ASMR oh, no. but uh, no and like for me personally I don't know about the rest of you but the tails the tails were just like every time like they started just just jittering in place. I was going like, yeah, they're marking yeah. their fucking territory right now. You know, like, that's what's going on. Like that's what my that's what my cats do when they are in their litter box taking a piss. Yeah, like you know what movie got tails right? Avatar. That was so many years ago, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That yeah. was over a decade ago now. Like those tails were completely believable, but I felt like at times the tails were completely separate from the actors and actresses. Because they were just... Well, there was a point when Rebel it, Wilson had two tails. Yeah, that oh, was weird. Yeah, that was freaking... I, thought, it was I thought that was like a sausage. Right? It was, <laughs> it was something. It, it looked like maybe the tail of a toy mouse or something, but at the same oh, time... It was, it was way too long. And it looked meaty. Yeah. Like, like meaty. It, like, it looked like a sausage. Okay. <laughs> now, are we talking a sausage or a sausage? <laughs> no one in this film had a sausage because... I guess we had to keep it PG. <laughs> yeah. No. Can we all just like take a moment and drop to our knees and thank the Lord that they didn't edit in the nipples? Thank God. <laughs> we'll get to the nipple thing. And there were no nuts either. But they were boobs. All right. We need to pump the brakes. There's a cat in a bag. <laughs> we haven't even gotten to the plot yet. And we have been reporting for nearly 12 minutes. <laughs> There's a cat in a bag, and all the other cats are like, we love you. Join our, join our West Side Story <laughs> cat gang. Our West, Side so- our West Side Story gang slash cult slash orgy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's pretty heavily implied that this cat that comes out of this bag is not an adult. 
No, oh, yeah. she's much tinier and younger, and and everybody small. is calling her child, mm-hmm. and she's white. It's kind of a <laughs> symbolism of purity, and also maybe a little bit of racism because the villain is very dark. I was gonna get to that because. Oh, God. But it's not <laughs> sexist because Deuteronomy in the play is a dude, so they did something good, Judy Dench. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's neat. But anyway. So, Cat comes out of the bag. Cat comes out of the bag. Everybody loves her. And then, yeah, you know, yeah. it's like they go into this whole song and dance on, like, how, hey, what's your name? And she's like, Victoria. It's like, all right, what's your other name? I'm going like, what? And, like, that is... I get the feeling Victoria is just the rest of the audience. Mm-hmm. I, think, <laughs> I think Victoria... Because she doesn't know what the hell is going on, and she, like, the, like the rest of she us. She had this specific, like, doe-eyed, just, okay, this she, look about her this whole time. Like, I this think, is happening to me. She had the same disease that uh, characters of the Neil Gaiman book have, where they're just kind of wandering around, like, uh, <laughs> like, what? what's this? Yeah, What's that? I'm going to follow people around, but have no real impact to the overall plot. Yeah, she had no impact to the plot. I think that she was just a stand-in for the audience. I think mm-hmm. so, yeah. And her ballet was lovely. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> That's basically the one thing she did. Yeah. yeah. Besides being a sex object for all of the, <laughs> all of the other cats. And so who's established? The white cat, the... Jayfield. Uh, Jayfield. Jayfield, whatever, whatever his name is. The whisper cat. Um, Creepy cat. The, yeah. ma- the magic cat is introduced. Magical mm. Mr. Mistopheles. Yeah. But she does have a cool name. I will give him that. Mm. I would not be opposed to naming an actual cat Magical Mr. Mistopheles. You got me. That is a mouthful. <laughs> <laughs> I, would just, I would just call him Mr. or something. Mm-hmm. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, you have to shorten it somehow. Offelies. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, that one. Apple, come here. <laughs> the Ian McKellen one was Gus, short for asparagus. So really, we're not far off. We keep jumping ahead here. Yeah. <laughs> the cats go into a graveyard. Yes. Yep. For some reason. Yeah. And then it's when they sing about how all cats have three names. And uh, sure. And like, and, then, and God help you if you actually try to understand the audio in this movie. Yeah. Oh, we need to establish that. Yeah. Yeah. This movie desperately needed subtitles. The sound engineering was somehow, <laughs> somehow it was worse than a lot of the amateur movies that we've discussed in this podcast. My like, girlfriend turned to me and said, I need subtitles. I don't understand. I didn't understand a lot. Uh, I turned to Professor Jay in the, in the middle of the movie and going like, yeah, I need translations here. <laughs> and I don't know if my listeners know this, but a lot of my friends in real life do. I am deaf in one ear and I have auditory processing disorder. So this was an audio nightmare for me. There was a lot of pretty choir sounds. Yeah. They yeah. blended well together. Mm. Fuck all what they were saying. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Have you ever walked past a church on the outside of a church? A church on the outside of a church. Yes. <laughs> no such thing. <laughs> but if you've ever church squared <laughs> and you've heard the song being sung inside by the choir, that's sort of the audio. Sort of. A, l- a little less muffled, but with a lot less understanding, you know? You know? <laughs> you guys know what the fuck I'm talking about? I'm trying. Just, just take a shot with me. Taking a shot? All right, we're taking a shot. 
So all cats have three names. Her name is Victoria, and she doesn't know her other names because mm. she's not a Jellical cat yet. These are Jellical cats. They're special. Mm. Yep. Jellical or Angelical? No, Jellical. Just Jellical. Yeah, it's just Jellical. By the way, it's never really explained what the fuck Jellical means. I believe it's from a T.S. Eliot poem. Uh, it probably is because I know that originally based off of a book yeah. of poems but then Andrew Lloyd Webber read this book oh, of God, poems did a bunch of cocaine <laughs> and made this and then Tom Wilson did oh wait what was this what Tom was, Hooper Tom Hooper did a bunch of cocaine too and he was like okay so this play is great but you know what it needs more cocaine and sexy cats yeah <laughs> we need to awaken all of the furries we still have covered very little plot. It makes me wonder if the audio was body mics underneath the body suits or if it was boom mics. Because we could hear them breathing I almost wonder very if they clearly. It, like, separate from they had to like yeah. dub it over yeah. almost oh, because they were yeah. dancing so much. Yeah. They probably yeah. couldn't pick up that singing. Mm. So I, I what they, they should have done ADR is what they mm. should have done. Mm. But they didn't do no. that. Because there the, were times where, like, someone was dancing. And you could hear... And, <gasps> and, like, no, like, they were, like, stepping, and you could hear their, like, mm-hmm. voice, like, jitter at the yeah. footfall. When they were actually on real floor. And yeah. CGI Nightmare mm. London <laughs> Or CGI Nightmare London train tracks. Train track bridge. Oh, God. Again, we're jumping at. All right. <laughs> so, at... <laughs> This is After. what everybody with ADHD does a podcast together about a movie. This is ADHD. This is ADHD, yeah. the movie, y'all. Okay, after the graveyard, they go find Rebel Wilson. And Rebel, yes. <laughs> Rebel Wilson is a house cat. They have to find the cat. Well, they don't have to. They're going to find the cats who are all contestants for the once in a year the head cat woman comes and chooses who gets the dime be reborn like Jesus. Mm-hmm. And so they're taking little Victoria Cat, the rest of the weird feral Jellicle cats, to see the contestants because they all have song and dance numbers that they're going to perform. For so Judy it's, no, no, it's literally a talent show for the opportunity to be killed and then reborn. I mean, if, if I can sum up this plot and whatnot, it's basically cat introduction. Hey, who are you? I'm glad you asked. Song and dance number and then like on to the next cat. That is like the first third to half of the movie, and then and then when you think that's over with, it happens again. <laughs> but after this song and dance number, where they learn about the three names, which by the way, we never hear anything about the three names again. No, ever, ever, ever. yeah. Then we meet Idris Elba. We meet him, and he is what's his character's name again? They say it like. 50 fucking times. Mm. It's not Mistopheles, because that's the cute little Mc- magic cat. McAfee? It's McAfee. Kratos. McAfee. McAfee. He's Kratos. I, I think it's McCatherty. Is, I no, think. no, no, no. Mc- I'm reading it. McCavity. McCavity. Okay. So after we learn about the three names, we meet McCavity. 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 Mick. Dentist cavity. McCavity. <laughs> okay. So. <laughs> Irish dental issues. 
is a bad cat. Mm-hmm. He's gonna fuck you up, and he yep. may also fuck some people. It's not quite sure. <laughs> well, they're not people; they're cats. Well, yes, with those piercing turquoise eyes. Yeah, he had fun. Everyone had fun CG bodysuits. He also had fun CG eyes that didn't so, quite match. Go yeah. where his yeah. eyeballs were ever. So here's the thing: Idris McCav- uh Idris dentist. Yeah. <laughs> uh, was actually okay for me because the entire time he's in this uh, overcoat and whatnot, yeah. so you never see the nightmare fuel cat body, uh, yeah, like with his face on it. So for most of the movie, he's just Idris Elba with Correct. cat ears, with, with cat, cat ears. ears. Yeah. So he's like anime girl Idris Elba. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, same. And, and what's his motivation? He wants to be born again like Jesus. Mm-hmm. But he doesn't want to enter the contest. He just wants to steal away the other contestants a la Thanos. Why? No clue. He just is old, I guess. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he's apparently murdered people because he's done every crime that humans have. So How? I don't know. <laughs> he gets rid of the other contestants by Thanos snapping them. Yes. Not not to death, like to Just a barge. To a barge of somewhere. the Thames. Tim? Tam, Tams. 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 I don't know. I don't fucking live over there. <laughs> I'm an American. They actually make a point in the movie where it's like the... the they talk about yeah. the pronunciation of it. Yeah. So this play They're, they're was, taking the piss out of it. This play was originally a British play. Is Andrew Lloyd Webber British? I think he is. Yeah. British people, what All the can, fuck is I'll, wrong with you? Okay, so here's the thing. For those of you who've watched The Nanny, the, one of the main characters is a Broadway producer, and it's a running joke that he passed on cats, and it's like his biggest regret. After watching this movie, I can see why Maxwell Sheffield passed on cats. <laughs> why would... that? Everyone should have passed... Whoever greenlit this is colorblind. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Rebel Wilson is in this movie, and Rebel she Wilson's is a fat cat, mm-hmm. and they didn't CGI that well. Not that any of it's great, but, like, her especially, I don't know she what had... the problem was. <laughs> there was something about her suit that didn't move with her body that was weird. We should also <laughs> clarify that recent news has come out that they are going to be eventually patching. basically patching this movie to, while it's still in theaters, to where it's going to have better CGI. We clearly saw the version that has not been patched yet. I think the uh, question is, though, is, and this is serious, is that ethical? That's a great question, because it's never been done before while a movie's still been in theaters. This is the Correct. first time it's happened. Yes. I, I, don't see, uh, I don't see the reason that it's unethical. It, has, it happened with the film Clue, they didn't patch it, but they released different endings to different theaters. And so if you saw it in Chicago, you saw it where Colonel Mustard did it in the library with a knife. But if you saw it in St. Louis, you saw it with, I don't know who else is in Clue, but well, somebody else. I, I, Personally, think, I, think, I think that's yeah. cool. No, I like it. I'm just and saying then, it's not yeah. entirely unheard of that there's different versions mm. of a film at once. I think the it's real... Like the first time in theaters they've been like, this is so bad, here's a new one. Yeah, this is the first time it's <laughs> yeah. happened where they're basically yeah. recalling the movie. I think the real question is, is because this happens a lot in video games where they rush out a product and then they fix it with patches. Famously, like, No Man's Sky. 
And now it's happening to movies. And now we have to question. Is it going to happen again? Is it going to happen more? Are we going to spend our money on unfinished movies rather than, you know, are movies going to have a soft launch before they're finished being made? I mean, that team that fixed Sonic got all laid off with the crunch. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, they so, did. Yeah, that wasn't yeah, the Sonic team. That wasn't fault. the Sonic team's fault, that but is... like, it's now moved on. Like, that's a gaming industry thing, but now it's also going to be a movie industry thing if we continue rushing these things out for the holiday season and for the big release. And just let Star Wars be Star Wars. We all know why this movie came out when it did. <laughs> and it's not going to beat it. Like, no, no. And. Yeah, and that's the whole thing. It's like I I think this movie f- movie flopping will definitely prove that this isn't like a typical model that will work in the future, you know. But I kind of want everyone to watch it so I can yes. it doesn't flop <laughs> because I want people to experience this experience that we have had together. <laughs> but, but I don't want the company to be like, "This is fine. We can release movies like this." <laughs> all the time and I can continue to pay $15 to see Mm -hmm. it. But see, honestly, even movies that have flopped in the box office have had success later on in life. Look at It's a Wonderful Life. It's a Wonderful Life didn't even get popular as a Christmas movie until like the 70s, thanks to the public domain. But it did horribly in the box office. I don't think this has a chance. (laughs) Unless it's unless it gains ground for being a bad movie, I don't know. Yeah. Which that's becoming more and more popular thanks to people like us who just really love bad movies for some reason. Yeah, and like to your point, you know, it's like I get, I definitely see why you would say it's unethical. You know, right? Like I, yeah. I really don't want that to be the the norm. Uh, the norm, but at yeah. the same time, you know, it's like it's so funny that if, it was like <laughs> this movie. No, not even that. You know, it's like if if they want to make changes or something like that, you know, going like, oh, it's like I I kind of wanted to tweak this. I just didn't meet the deadline. Mm-hmm. You know, like depending on the reason that the editing is happening, I I think that's fine. Mm-hmm. Personally, you know, it's like unless you're like messing with a cult classic. So Rebel Wilson. Is it fat? Jenny Dots. Something Jenny Dots? Something like that. I don't know. So, like, my biggest problem with Rebel Wilson's bit is the somehow even more nightmare fuel of the dancing mice and cockroaches. Oh my god. God. Like, that that was even worse. That was horrifying. I had been told that there were. Chi- the the mice in this film they're CGI like the people they're like people in a suit that they put a CGI costume over yeah. but they're children and I had been warned that there are children in this film and I didn't know what to expect and it was very bad mm-hmm, mm-hmm. especially the look of horror on their face as like all these cats are coming around them and going like oh yeah fuck I'm I'm done for all right it's fine, dinner I'm and a show doing. that's what they said it was yeah. dinner and a show. Mm. Yeah, because before these mice got eaten, they were dancing and performing for these cats for their lives, basically. <laughs> I mean, like, to be fair, I, I I didn't see any of the mice get eaten. I saw plenty no, of cockroaches. cockroaches got yeah, eaten. the cockroaches <laughs> got eaten. That species is. Take a shot. <laughs> <laughs> but they, they do a song and dance. The cockroaches and the mice and Rebel Wilson and the Greek chorus cat guy, called? cat guy, and then just the rest of the cast is 
the rest being of the, sexy yeah, in the, the background. The, the jellicles are being sexy in the background, and this whole scene is just... And then all of a sudden, because there's no time to decompress, <laughs> rum-tum-tiger? Rum-tigger? Rum-something. Jason Derulo! <laughs> Jason Derulo was here. The most wonderful thing about tiggers. <laughs> <laughs> Because there's just, it's song after song after song after song. Mm. And that's something that works in general in a stage play that does not work in a film. And I can't tell you why. I don't know why it doesn't work, but it doesn't. I agree with you. And where the movie really shined as a bad movie was when they were taking breaths between songs and kind of trying to flesh out the world of cats. Trying. Trying. Bailing. And like... Mm-hmm. So it's clear this works in musical form because it's, you know, it's a classic musical. But whenever they, uh, between musical numbers, the entire theater was just cracking up. And that's <laughs> like, because cats had to do things like interact, mm-hmm. like Rebel people. Puns. Yeah. Mm-hmm. James Corden made puns. There were five cat puns that I could hear <laughs> throughout the entire thing. Okay. So speaking of which, this isn't related to the movie, but it's related to our specific experience. So there was somebody in the theater who kept sneezing repeatedly. And all I could think was, this poor man is allergic to cats. (laughs) (laughs) But Take your drink. (laughs) (laughs) I hope hope that picked up. (laughs) Jason Derulo sings a song about how... He wants to be inside and outside, and he wants to catch his own food, and he wants to be fed. I don't know, like a cat. They're finicky. Mm-hmm. And then it just stops. Yeah. And there's a they're in a bar with milk, and then there's- A like, milk bar. Yeah. Yeah. And then there's sexy lady cats drinking from the tap, and it's just bizarre and horny. <laughs> yeah. That's putting it mildly. <laughs> it's just- This was someone's specific fetish on top of the furry part was- Milky cat titty bodies. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Milky. We've already established that there were no tits in the making of this film. <laughs> Except for Taylor's fake ones. <laughs> but, and then he goes away. And then I don't remember what happens next. M- M- oh, McCavity. Uh, McCavity. Yeah, Idris Elba. Uh, <laughs> Uh, snaps away uh, Rebel Wilson. That's right. And then we move on to an even fatter cat. Yep. I believe. James, James Corden. James Corden. We don't, I don't remember the cat's actual name, but McCavity called him Puss and Spats. Because he was sure. Spats. Mm-hmm. You know what? It's James Corden. Who gives a fucking shit? He at sang this a song about eating food. Yeah. He was the fattest cat. He yeah. literally sang a song about being a fat cat, and it reminded me so much of my own fat cat. <laughs> But what's amazing is you can't understand a single lyric that he says. This is all shown to you because he's dancing through garbage. Yeah. <laughs> you like, can't understand what they're saying. She's she's not even being metaphorical. It's literal garbage he's dancing through. Like they mm. knock over a trash can and garbage spills out. And, and they dance like, in it and eat it and... Yeah. <laughs> you know what? It's a shame too because James Corden is a seriously talented man. He is. And James, if you're listening... <laughs> you deserved better! You deserved so much better. I'd like to know how much they got paid. Yeah, serious. I, I really would, too. Like, some of these people that are in this movie, how much money I did mean, they pay? How, how, how much is the Taylor Swift fee? 
Oh my god! I'm At sorry. least five million. Probably. At least minimum. What was the budget I mean, for this movie? Hold on. I want to say it was like ninety-three million or something. Oh, there, there, there. <laughs> it was. Never. That might be entirely wrong and inflated, but it was like a big number when I saw it. Well, yeah, I mean, like with as many big actor names and then as they had all in of this. the like mm-hmm. computer work that's so expensive. Mm-hmm. Which didn't even work. Yeah. No. Official budget ninety five million. I was You're close. You were very close. You were short. Oh my god. <laughs> That's terrifying. But how this much movie was not ninety five million dollars good. But keep in mind that Iron Man, the first Iron Man, was one forty. Which is way more and mm-hmm. less. Yeah, but the special effects were good in that one. This is true. For the time. Yeah. They haven't aged great, but at the time I was like, holy shit, that thing really exploded. I never <laughs> once believed that there was a sexy cat dancing. <laughs> <laughs> That's because there were never any sexy cats. If anybody found, if anybody finds this movie sexy, please, I beg of you. Go find help. I can give you the name of my therapist. She's great. She works on a sliding scale. She mostly works with gender stuff, but maybe she works with furry stuff too. Who knows? And I think you should call me. (laughs) Five, five, five. (laughs) So Victoria, the little white cat, who is our, like, audience... What is it called? Surrogate? Yes, that that's the Our word. fish out of water. Mm-hmm. Us. He gets lost by the rest of the Jellicle cats because they all run away from Idris Elba. Because he does that. Yeah. <laughs> um, and she gets picked up by their twin cats, and I don't remember their names. I don't either, but... One started with an M, and the other one started with a R... These these cats are the equivalent <laughs> of the asshole cat that sits on your table and knocks off every piece of... Everything that is on the table. They destroy a house. Okay, so remember the racist stereotype cats from Lady and the Tramp? No. No. <laughs> the Siamese cats and Lady and the uh, Tramp. I, I just remember the Siamese cats from Aristocats. No, there was no, also there was, like the, racist, awful stereotype cats. In I Lady guess, and the Tramp. Yes. Yeah, yeah. I'm not up to date. I'm not gonna they s- were going to like kill a baby. Yeah. Oh wow. They they basically like destroyed the house while singing about being Siamese, and they had like the horrible like uh, holding back eyes. Yeah, there is a horribly racist caricature of a Siamese cat in the Aristocats, but he just plays like the cello or something. That's it. Okay, no, because I I remember the chap like playing chopsticks on the piano with actual chopsticks. That would be yeah. That's that's the one in the Aristocats. There's two Siamese twin cats in Lady and the Tramp. Okay. And they're gonna kill a baby. And they also fucked the whole house up. And that's what these two were. Except but they, they weren't were racist. Yeah, they they weren't a racist character and there were no baby killing well they tried to get the little girl cat killed. Yeah, and I guess I, she's I kind say, of a baby. I wouldn't say they tried to get the little girl cat no. killed. They, they just didn't help left. her though. They, they like, just left. Okay. Right? So, like, they steal some jewelry and they put it on the little baby cat, the the white cat, Victoria. Victoria. They put it on her and the sexy one. She does the scene that you've seen in the trailer with the fork and the knife and the cute, like, the big wide eyed face at the plate, going ah. <laughs> the baby is hungry. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, they do that. They give they put the jewelry on her, and then the two they're calico cats. Mm-hmm. Which 
I'm guessing that means that the that the boy cat was intersex because <laughs> I don't want to figure out these cats' gender. Uh, it, it's rare. It's very rare, but calico cats can be male. It's like mm. one in a million. Yeah, would be here and they're technically considered time. intersex because of chromosomes. No, what, uh, yeah, one, uh, one of my cats was calico. And yeah, he was male, so he was probably intersex. It's like a chromosomal uh, thing. Really? Mm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So two X is one Y. Something like that, yeah. Oh, okay. I think I think male male calico cats are XXY. Really? That's mm-hmm. cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's very very rare. And the I guess the more you know. <laughs> sometimes this podcast is educational. <laughs> we <laughs> learned sometimes. something today about calico cats. <laughs> But they leave Victoria Cat for dead. And then the hero of this film comes in, magical Mr. Mistopheles, mm. who by the end of it, I was almost affectionate towards. Right? So what happened was her jewelry got caught on the bedpost, and the calico cats jumped out the window and then just kind of like looked at her and left. And then we hear a dog barking in the background. Do we see the dog? We never no, see the dog. We never see the dog. But we Why? hear a dog barking. Be- Why? Because no sizing that would been would have been a nightmare. They already had trouble sizing the cats as it was. The scale of this of these cats were so off. Sometimes they looked like Thumbelina size, and sometimes they looked human size, and there wasn't much in between. That's that's a point we did not hit on earlier that we should have hit on. That's all I wanted to say. We we just had, <laughs> we took for granted the changing sizes of cats in this movie that we should have told you. Sorry, sorry, audience. <laughs> so the sound engineering was horrible. The scaling was horrible. The CGI was horrible. Honestly, the whole team <laughs> in charge of not acting, basically, the yeah. whole special effects team, the whole audio team. Probably should have had more time to do their goddamn jobs. Probably that. That does bring up, though, the point that there was sometimes when the ensemble cast was on screen and they were dancing, there was just After Effects weird moaning, delicate sound work of cat noises. Which I did not particularly enjoy. That's another thing I forgot to point out was when there isn't music... When there isn't singing, there isn't really any other sound. There's like a footstep once in a while, or there's a leaf clattering over asphalt as it's being blown by the wind. But other than that, the sound design is this like world is silent except for its bubble of like music and cats. And uh, yeah, I mean, like, and you know. During uh, after some of the songs and whatnot, you get this just all the cast, the entire cast, like just starts meowing and, and just like and, you know, it's like as like kind of like an applause thing or something like that. But it's like because they can't cr- clap their hands because they don't have they're not technically supposed to have hands. Yeah, so it's like, oh god, they're not supposed to have hands, but they do have hands. Yeah, so it's just this like really, really, really creepy just. Just like they're fucking having sex. I'm like, oh my god, that was so good. Oh. That's another weird thing is sometimes the okay, so the cats have hands, right? But they make the some of the lyrics are directed towards the fact that they have claws. They do, but have they claws. have hands. Some of them, the one cat, the one but, big buff girl cat, definitely like swiped. 
at the poor what's her face the one that sings memory yeah but they have hands and then they're like Jennifer no Hudson we're cats. cats we're cats with claws and they oh. look like human nails yes it was just human hands i don't know if you've seen the outfits on the in the play just watch it's the trailer leotards but... and then like leg warmers and then like the hair is pumped uh... up to look like ears or it's like clearly like a headband or something they're not meant to look like cat people it's but... like the lion king broadway like there are people dressed up in a costume that is meant to give you that idea but not be one-to-one that's a cat that's a giraffe that's a lion that's a jennifer hudson cat <laughs> <laughs> So I don't know where the idea came to, I guess, just to see if we could <laughs> make like a fully CG cat, but with a human face and weird human acrylics. Yes, because their feet were also human. The hand. Okay, so feet human, hands human, face that. Mostly human. Mostly human. There were whiskers, too. Yeah. Where did we live off plot wise? Uh, I don't Mr. Care. Oh yeah, saved her from the dog. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, my, my little hero cat. And mm. then she had to go meet up. She was just in time to meet Old Deuteronomy, who is the ancient leader of the Jellicle Cats, and also Judy Dench. And you can tell if you're watching the old version of the movie because her human hand with her wedding ring was not edited out. <laughs> and like it's Wait, very that's the tell it's, it's very, very obvious it's very obvious that she's literally just wearing a fur coat they didn't try to blend the fur coat with her human arm like they did with the rest of the cats mm-hmm. so, so you're telling me that there's a glaring continuity error with the wedding ring throughout the entire movie and, and it's nine, $95 million dollars <laughs> yep. yes Color me surprised. <laughs> it's the Game of Thrones right. Starbucks cup of movies. <laughs> but they sing a song about being Jellicle cats, which is just horny street cats. And then <laughs> I don't know how many minutes it was in the movie, but it felt like another hour of bizarre ballet in like an yeah. empty ruined theater. And that is the yes. closest I got to crying not out of laughter. That's yeah. kind of when the movie started to dip in kind of yeah. its entertainment value a little bit. What uh, what happened is that after Deuteronomy came into the picture, everything, the sexual tension went up fivefold. <laughs> Which is weird like, because it's Judy Dench. <laughs> Dame Judy Dench. <laughs> hey. But yeah, this is this is the point where it's like all the cats like really start rubbing up on each other and but were they rubbing noses rubbing noses. butterfly mm-hmm. kisses Butter- is okay. similar to that i think okay. it's eyelashes but like not mouth kisses mm-hmm. rubbing like noses against noses and neck rubbing against neck uh, nuzzling <laughs> i i want to nuzzle you <laughs> <laughs> every time that came up oh just like shivers <laughs> ran up my spine and it's just no but this scene lasts forever it does. They do a little yeah. dance. Everyone mm-hmm. gets like a turn in the spotlight. And then they all orgasm. Yeah. yeah. It is an accident. Wait, wait, wait. But before that, <laughs> before that, they're about to do that musical number. And all the extras are on fours in silhouettes with their tails up. Yes. And it looks like a bunch of brachiosauruses. <laughs> And the theater erupted in laughter at the pure imagery. 
They really, they did, and this was not supposed to be a funny scene. It was supposed to be leading into this high-stakes sexual tension dance, and it looked like a terrible Halloween decoration. <laughs> but then they all orgasm, and then little Victoria, like, can't yes. handle it. Yeah. <laughs> I thought, I thought, in the theater, someone needs to get her aftercare. What's my actual thought sitting there? Because she didn't know how to handle it. And so she goes outside, and then there's Jennifer Hudson Cat, who's sad because she was not invited to the cat orgy. <laughs> and I was like, thank God I'm wearing a condom. <laughs> and that's when she sings the famous song. <clears throat> Very famous. Even I've heard of it. Mm-hmm. I forget I, always that it's from this play. I, I know, I do too. But if you've seen the movie Jersey Girl... <laughs> Which, that's another movie we need to cover in this podcast, because it's terrible. <laughs> but they mention memory from Cats quite a bit. So, I will fully admit, the only place that I know memories from is from School of Rock. Yes. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> when Miranda Cosgrove starts singing it off key and Jack Black's like, okay, thank you. <laughs> Absolutely. That is my only introduction to that song. And like, I audibly said, oh, that's where this is from. <laughs> I have to look something up. Because I, I felt really hard. Like the song. Me too. <laughs> but I felt like the song that the little Victoria girl sings after the like memory song was not part of the original play. It felt very much forced. Like, Forced and like Oscar bait, like this is our terrible movie, but we're gonna get best song. It's gonna give you an emotion, and I do think it was because this is the songs from Act Two, mm-hmm. and like there's memories in here somewhere, and then it's not there anymore. Yeah, no. Th- so that they song, wrote a song. <laughs> that song was called "Beautiful Ghosts." It felt yeah. like um that song from Anastasia, from like that old was that Fox kids movie early nineties. Old and early December. Yeah, old and early 90s do not belong in the same sentence, but you're right. Yeah, yeah. It's going to be 2020 in like 40. Shut up. You're old. Get over it. I am not. (laughs) But no, it felt a lot like Once Upon a December. Very much, this is our shot. Mm -hmm. This is our original song. Skyfall. It's going to get us. Skyfall, yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So she dances with beautiful ghosts because she was a little abandoned cat. And it doesn't really... It doesn't float. It's just I, in there. Yeah. I'll say this, and I have no regrets saying it. I don't think Jennifer Hudson did a good job with this song. With the material. What? I think that should have been given to someone who could do well, sadness. Sad, a bit. Well, sad see, singing is hard. Mm-hmm. It is. It's very see, hard. Here's the thing. Yes. She is a pop singer. Mm-hmm. Yes. The roles in this movie should have gone to people who are used to singing on Broadway because singing pop and singing musical theater are two totally different animals. Correct. Mm -hmm. And that brings us to the second half of the movie, beginning with Ian McKellen. Oh, Oh, Jesus, Ian McKellen. I don't know. I need to know specifically what they paid him. Like, down to the scent. I need to know how much it costs to buy Ian McKellen's For this movie. Because all of his dignity ooh. did go out the window. And now, uh, gifted Shakespearean actor, 
to be or not to be. To what be, does it be? To it's be like or not to thing. be. Absolutely conquered the role of <laughs> fantasy legend Gandalf the Grey and Gandalf the White. He's a fucking cat in this movie. What the fuck are you doing? Why? Why did you do this? A fucking cat named Gus. Gus. In for asparagus. (laughs) In the immortal words of the sassy gay friend, look at your life. Look at your choices. (laughs) I don't know. He sang a song about how he was on the stage once. Or he didn't sing a song. He spoke and worded a song. Yeah. Yeah. To set it up, so Judy Dench is in-house now, and she has to judge who's going to ascend to... Cat heaven. Adopted or cat heaven or reborn? I think like Like, the nine lives kind of thing. Mm -hmm. And then there were auditions and Ian McKellen uh, was uh, the first to go up and Gus! Asparagus! (laughs) Ever watch America's Got Talent? (laughs) (laughs) Now picture everybody in really bad (laughs) fursuits. But he does his his little number, his little, mm-hmm. he kind of just, he's old. Like, he's an old man, and so he cannot yes. dance like the other ones danced. And he cannot sing because he just cannot sing. So he kind of paced a little bit back and forth and did, like, a soliloquy on when he was a young cat in a play. And then got, like, he was backup. a theater cat, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and then got backup lightning from uh, Mr. Misopheles. Mm-hmm. And I think Mr. Misopheles was surprised that he could even make that backup lightning. Oh, yeah, no, totally. He, like, it was very hit or miss with. For being a magical Mr. Misopheles, he is semi magical. Yeah. He does his best, though. And then uh, Judy Dent, uh, to show her appreciation for the performance, uh, raises her leg. Yeah, that was really uncomfortable. <laughs> I don't think, I don't think that Judy Dench raised Wait. her leg. I think a computer animator said, here we go. <laughs> but it was very but uncomfortable because bad. Judy uh, Dench. But, okay, so Ian McKellen. My body is ready. <laughs> I, I can't even begin. But Ian McKellen, he finishes his musical act. What happens to Ian McKellen? He's not. Yeah, Thanos snapped. Oh, Thanos snapped. Yeah. 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 And where does he go? (laughs) To the barge. barge. They all... Okay, so everyone who's getting Thanos snapped, which is basically all the competition up into this... Like, So they do their musical number, then they get Thanos snapped. Because Mick Denty doesn't... McCavity? McCavity. McCavity wants to win, so his plan is to eliminate all the... Competition. Competition... So that he can ascend and be adopted. I, I really Wait, don't think it's adopted. No, it's reborn. not. It's just reborn. Is this reborn? reborn? You're yeah. like you're making it too ritual sacrifice. Literal. Mm-hmm. Okay. Or too not little, too metaphorical. Okay. It's very literal. She's going up into heaven. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like these cats. It's, this I okay. It's this movie the Jonestown of cats. It's so incomprehensible. I have a different plot to the movie than you guys, <laughs> <laughs> and I really thought I was right. <laughs> I don't believe it's adoption. I think it is just if someone gets to live another one of their nine lives, basically. Um, okay, bye, everybody. Ian McKellen goes away. And then, is that's that what? It. I that's it. Okay. Yeah, that's it. Is that when Tate Swift descends from the ceiling? Does anything? I think so. No, there's a tap no. dancing cat. That's right. Mm-hmm. Then we get, I don't remember his the name, railroad. the railroad cat. 
<laughs> he tap dances. Yeah. Like, yeah. for real. He literally does a number about how he loves to be a railroad cat. And he's, by the way, he's the only cat wearing pants. <laughs> Which seems to imply that the rest of them are just pussy out this whole film. Yeah. <laughs> Can I just say, though, and I'm not even being funny about this. The way they simulated a train kind of <laughs> starting with tap dancing. That was pretty that cool. Was cool. That was actually pretty cool. Yeah. Did you guys like it? I don't know. Oh, okay. I, I love the idea of it. it. I don't yeah. know who this man is, but he clearly like was a trained tap dancer yeah. and he deserved a better film. Yeah. Yeah. He, he was, was really like, good. Steven... Put, put him in a revival of Singing in the Rain. Yes. Yeah. Stephen McRae. Your fancy feet are fucking... Fanciful. I would... <laughs> you appreciated? You belong in a revival of Singing in the Rain, and that is saying something. Yeah, I, you did a wonderful job, actually. You may be the next Gene Kelly, good sir. Please appreciate that we are singing your praises in the middle of shitting on this movie. <laughs> yeah. This is like the Oasis. In a desert of shit. <laughs> it was only him, though, because the rest of the sequence was the worst of the CGI. Yeah. They were in the old abandoned theater, which I believe was an okay. actual set. It so, felt like a set. And, and then it, they start going on this wooden board thing that slowly turns into a... It's a bridge over the river. river. Yeah, a bridge over the river. For, and it's like, like trains. And, yeah, and it's railroad track trains. Yeah. And, so. and this is another part in the movie where the scaling is way too small for real-life cats because all of a sudden they're in a railway car a la Harry Potter. And if you've ever seen the Harry Potter movies, you know how big these compartments are and these cats are gigantic. Yeah, yes. They're like the size of small children. Yeah, they're they're like four and five year olds just like running around. Yeah, but when they're on the floor, they're also really small, and I have a headache. And when they're on the railroad tracks, they're the size of like maybe a mouse. Yeah, yeah. They just didn't. No one knows how big a cat is. To be fair, these are not cats. So. <laughs> okay, so you know that meme about how Renaissance painters don't know what cats look like. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Whoever was in charge of the CGI in this movie. Direct. Was it right? Yes. They were was the Michelangelo thing. come to life? Yes. Reincarnation. Yeah. <laughs> they brought they went, him back just for this. They went, they went to cat heaven and were reincarnated <laughs> to make this movie about But cat then, uh, so this is the best one that gets Thanos snapped because he's spitting on his feet. <laughs> it just goes faster <laughs> and faster and faster. And, and he goes like, into the air while he's spinning. And just like Thanos snaps before he hits like the chandelier or whatever. <laughs> it was it, it was honestly the most flamboyant exit ever. The other three people that got snapped were snapped off screen, and Idris Elba was sly about it. And this was just in front of all of the cats and Judy Dench. And the cats left. and Judy Dench. Yes, Judy Dench just technically <laughs> cow. She didn't. Her hands weren't done. <laughs> okay, Judy. The hands make the cats. Okay, but here's the thing. Uh, I think Judy Dench's costume was very cowardly lion esque. It was the closest. But the thing, the thing about the cowardly lion costume is that it was amazing for the time. It's like somebody took the cowardly lion costume. And brought it into modern times, didn't update it for anything. I guess we also have to talk about, and I hate to do this, we have to talk about Judy Dench. On a scale of 1 to 10, how good is she as a singer? Was she ever a singer when she was younger? 
Because I was like, what about Julie Andrews? Because that was her whole career. Mm. But then she had more dignity, I guess. <laughs> yeah, Julie Andrews is a dignified woman. Not to, not say, to that, say Judy yeah, Dench not. Yeah, not to say, say that Judy Dench isn't dignified in any way, shape, or form. Again, at, uh, every actor in this movie, we are not blending you. <laughs> We're not blending you. You're very talented. But see, the thing about that is this. I think after the Princess Diaries 2 royal engagement... <laughs> Yes. Okay. Julie Andrews was like, okay, that's the last time I stoop this low. Mm-hmm. That's Don't fair. get me wrong, I liked the Princess Diaries 2 royal engagement. I just think... But for a woman of her caliber... Yeah, for a woman yeah. of Julie Andrews' caliber, that was kind of beneath her. The first Princess Diaries, on the other hand... Wonderful, beautiful, mm-hmm. timeless. Yes. Classic. Mia Thermopolis should be considered a Disney princess. So, the tap dancing cat gets yeah, spun that, away. Yes, he does. Mm-hmm. Thanos. And then mm-hmm. Taylor Swift comes down. Oh god! And I don't even want to like dignify her role as a cat. It's just Taylor Swift. And she mm-hmm. uh, ejaculates catnip over everybody. Yeah, and it makes them. Right. I mean, they're already horny, but it makes them like specifically horny for Taylor Swift. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Uh, and she has. Tits. Yeah, like okay, so <laughs> okay, Taylor okay, Swift. No, 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 no. Let's not come on. We already did, John. We already did. Yeah, we already but, did early in the podcast. I, yeah, but I didn't The rest I, of the female cats have very the, flat chests. They have flat chests. You can see that they're like a little bit more busty up there than the male cats. But Probably it's, because the bodysuit is very tight. It's tight and mm. it's fairly androgynous. And then Taylor Swift just has these two balls, two round. They don't move. They're not situated mm. right as someone who has them right now on their chest. They're, That's not where they go or how they look. They're not saggy. They're not firm. They're just... <laughs> <laughs> I really wish that we were doing a video on this so you could see what Ricky just did. Imagine finger guns to your nipples. <laughs> from your nipples, from your nipples. Isn't that a villain in Austin Powers? <laughs> it was a villain in Austin Powers. Thank you, Nick. Do you like want to join us? The Fembots. What? I'm about to fight Boston now. I need to know whether Taylor Swift put in her contract or whether this was someone's super duper. This is what I want to see. I want all these furry cat people. Oh. But also, Taylor Swift needs to What I'm assuming because Taylor is Swift. that, okay, it, the video game Death Stranding. <laughs> Norman Reedus is kind of pudgy, but in that video game, he's like, freaking ripped mm-hmm. right and that was upon his request so i'm if i were to oh if i were to put my money on it i'm gonna say taylor swift specifically said she wanted to look busty. like Lark. female or <laughs> busty yeah because taylor swift listen listen <laughs> <laughs> I will take two million off my uh, budget if you give me tits. <laughs> you got me. That's there. probably so. exactly what she did. Because for those of you who are listening, like twenty years in the future, <laughs> because everything on the internet lives forever. Yes. Taylor Swift is not a busty woman. There's no. nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with that at all. Some people prefer that. Mm-hmm. There's. 
you're given the body that you're given, and it's all it's perfectly okay to be okay with that. And she's also a very thin woman, so the fact that she's not busty looks natural on her. Yes. So it was very alarming when this thing when this rail thing i hated them (laughs) it was very alarming when this woman that we all know she's a very prominent figure in popular culture america's sweetheart i don't know if i'd call her america's (laughs) but she i one of the most recognizable pop figures yes of the modern era yes and she's known, well, she's not known for being rail thin and small chested, but it's a widely known fact of this day and age that she is rail thin and has small, sm- a small chest. So it was very alarming when she had a very not small chest. The The tits on her chest grew three sizes that day. And, and she also wasn't thin. She was they actually... Made, they made her curvy. Yeah. yeah. Well, and I, I think that's part of the reason why when she came on the screen, it wasn't immediately apparent to me that that was Taylor <laughs> that was, Swift. I know. And it wasn't until she opened her mouth and I looked at her eyes because she also has a very distinct eye shape. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You see, it's like, I didn't get any of that. I'm not a huge Taylor Swift fan. So I mean, I'm like, not either. I just have I mean, she's seen in lots of pictures. pictures of her. Yeah. She's around. Sure. They've made... Uh, okay, I'm a meme lord. Anybody who knows me knows that. Yes. There have been a fair amount of memes about Taylor Swift. Correct. So I've seen a lot of pictures of her. I, I've, I've seen the drawing rendition of when she gets broken up with and plays the song and then is like sitting on a mountain of gold. <laughs> <laughs> I mean... No, anyway. No. Okay, so Taylor Swift uh, ejaculates a bunch of catnip onto everybody. Everybody gets even more horny. And you know what? It's a fun musical number. It's my favorite musical number of the entire movie. I don't know how you guys feel. I don't know if I have a favorite (laughs) number of this film. In all honesty, I think mine was The Train. The Train? The Train was Just because of the tap dancing alone. If I could ever... It was fun. If I could Mm. hear it and then also understand the lyrics, I think that would be my favorite. That's true, I really enjoyed the music of it and the tap dancing. Yeah. Yeah. Like, it was so clever, the way that they made it sound like a train with his feet. Mm-hmm. You know what? I changed my vote. Silver medal, Taylor Swift. Gold medal, feet. <laughs> train feet. Train okay. feet. So, speaking of feet, Taylor Swift <laughs> sings a song about McCavity, and then at the very end, Edith Elvis shows up, and he takes off his coat, and he is just a mm-hmm. man. With a man cat. cat. Yeah, he a man cat. Abs. Yeah, he has abs. I, he I, has pectorals. I, I instantly stopped liking <laughs> Idris Elba's character this, once he took off the overcoat. And then he does a little dance, little song and dance, and well, he this, touches her feet a lot. Yeah. Victoria, the little, like, white, our little surrogate. I don't remember. She's doing ballet, and she's spinning around, and he's dancing, and then, like, she'll put her leg out, and then he's looking at her foot. Yeah, and then he sticks it in his mouth. He got no. close. He got no, close. it didn't actually yeah. happen. But close, it got though. weird. It yeah. Got weird. Like, you could tell that McCavity has a foot fetish. Mm-hmm. Also, that it was just like Idr- Idris Elba's naked body with like a layer of fur over it, as opposed to the weird androgynous Which, fake cat bodies. I had a lot of mixed feelings about naked Idris Elba. I had a lot of. On one hand, mix? on one hand, I was disturbed 
but the bisexual side of me. Yeah. Ricky, we have this conversation every time I mention being bisexual. Okay. Yes. Right. This is like the this is like the fourth time I've said it to you, and this is like the fourth time you've been like, "Wait, what?" It's, it's not just Idris Elba; it's Cat Idris Elba. It is Cat Idris. Elba. Yeah. The fact that it's Cat Idris Elba made it uncomfortable for me. But like the side of me was like, "There's a human man under that, and that's a ripped human man." Oh, can we also talk about the fact that? I hate to bring this up, and maybe you guys don't want to talk about this, but I'm I'm going to talk about it. Idris Elba's fur is tinted to his skin tone. Skin tone. Skin tone. Mm-hmm. Nobody else's is. No. Nobody else's really is. In fact, the main character, the ballet girl, Victoria, mm-hmm. she might be wearing white face because no one else is like wearing makeup, but she's stark white. And on top well, it's of it's not white face if you're white. And then the ma- it's, it's like stage makeup. Mm-hmm. And then the magician cat, whose actor is clearly Caucasian, is a black cat. And I just don't understand this universe's rules into who's what so, color of a cat. Some and- of them are based off of the poems from T.S. Eliot. And okay. in the poems, he said in some of them, This is what this cat is like. This is a black and white cat this is a great cat this is a tabby cat okay but here's the thing uh, okay. taylor swift's song about mccavity states that yes. he is a ginger cat yes is a ginger cat and he does crimes against humanity cat manity <laughs> but on the end okay. of his tail okay. on mccavity's tail there was like a little bit of red <laughs> they got that ginger in there yeah <laughs> but i just i don't it seems like they characterize the models I wonder, to the actors, which is fine. I wonder but... if that was one of Idris Elba's things. Like, I'll be in your movie. You are not going to make me some weird gray cat. Ginger. Yeah. Ginger <laughs> cat, yeah. So. But they just didn't want to change the lyrics. No. So. Maybe they ran out of time because they couldn't, because the faces didn't blend with the fur. So they were like, we got to make the fur the same color as the know. faces. I I really don't know. I what the? They what were they like, thinking? We the movie out the same weekend as Star Wars. <laughs> so anyway, uh, Idris Elba Sorry. ends his song and dance and basically demands that he be chosen because last person. Okay, Idris Elba. Idris Elba. Judy Dench up a flight of stairs. <laughs> Kidnaps her. And then he says, make me the Jesus cat. And she says, I would never... Fuck you, and I'm it, never doing it. And then Thanos's them both back to the barge, yeah. where he makes her walk the plank. This is what's called a plot cul-de-sac, which I learned from other YouTube videos about media consumption. I've actually never heard of this. I haven't either. Lindsay Ellis used it once. And so it's like a thing that happens where it just immediately unhappens. So there's no stakes at all. So it happens, the video that I watched that had this in it, I'm sorry was Lindsay Ellis's video on the Phantom of the Opera movie where Raul gets tied up to a grate and then immediately escapes the grate. And so there was all of this tension built up for no purpose because just he's fine. Well, I don't know. I mean, like, so you're saying it's the rise of Skywalker. So this, she's on the barge and he's going to make her walk the plank. And I guess cats can't swim. So she's going to drown in the Thames. And they cut back to the theater 
Yes. Where they all peer pressure magical Mr. Mistopheles to make... To do magic. Yeah, yeah. to do to magic make her to make appear. her come back. Max Magician the Cat. That's a callback. <laughs> That's a callback. <laughs> I don't think that it's bad that they had to set him up, but there was... There wasn't enough time for any of the danger to sink in that she was on the barge with him. Because they immediately fixed it. And that's my problem with it. They should have added in. They took her away. That could have been something. But they didn't even get their own musical number on the barge. They all kind of growl at each other. Because they were doing that too. We haven't mentioned that. They were hissing and growling as well as meowing. And she starts walking the plank, and we cut back for Mr. Mustafa's musical number. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't cut back to the barge, so we don't see her trying to resist the fact that she's about to fall into the water, and there's sharks or lava or some crazy shit. Yeah, in all honesty, this would have been like a great opportunity to have that dual musical number where it's like yeah. just like going back and forth like that. That was mm-hmm. my problem with this scene was that like there was a bunch of tension that was just not released because it didn't no. matter anymore. No. Well, we just had a, we had a bunch of ejaculate. We that did. was your release. That was my release. <laughs> Ricky's right. So he, I they they all sing. <laughs> they all sing to him to make him the best magician cat. <laughs> it so. makes him feel powerful. <laughs> he needs an audience. And mm. then it's not shown when he magics her back, but she's just behind. It's a beautiful reveal. Yeah. Yeah. And then that's when everyone in the theater started howling because he starts jumping across the stage <laughs> and there's cards everywhere. Like and just just ejaculating cards from his hat. Just yeah, like, he's Whoa. holding his hat in front of his chest and cards are just shooting out. And at this point, the theater is it's losing like, their shit. I'm in oh. Vegas. I'm in Vegas. <laughs> I'm watching a magic show. For all of the effects work that they tried to do, every time they leaped and jumped, it looked like a stage play when someone's clearly on a rope. And I it's, don't know if that was on purpose. It's I mean, embarrassingly like, I bad. I felt it was like on purpose, but so then it was like a slow motion oh. man just being dragged across across the mm. set yeah mm. throwing things and then that scene is over with and then we come back to the barge the best scene not maybe not the best but okay so we have to establish there's been a guard cat this entire time on the barge that's like kept all the other cats chained up he right? even had his own musical number we yeah. skipped over that yeah we skipped over his musical Growl number tiger? Yeah, I think Growl Tiger was his name or something. And he he can't rhyme. And he... So then all the other cats start to turn on him. And then the funniest fucking thing happens that I can't physically explain. They push him off the... Off the... Ian McKellen pushes him off. He pushes him off. And what is he saying? He says his line from the song about how he had he was the magic cat from his play. And he says it with such like earnestness, it's like an old man with Alzheimer's. And I, he even has the look on his face of an old man with Alzheimer's. I'm actually really impressed that you were able to glean anything of what Ian McKellen said. I don't know what he said, but all I could hear in my mind was, You shall not pass! I, I can't tell you what he said because I, I honestly did not process the words. I just know it was the same line as what he said, 
when the lightning appeared in his first song. But I do want to add that part of the escape attempt leading up to pushing this cat off the barge was Rebel Wilson <laughs> shedding her skin for the second time in this movie. Second time. <laughs> and, and it's just like, it's so... What? It's so uncomfortable. It's like, okay, so... It's just like, okay, like, I'm just gonna leave now, zip. It looks like her regular cat fur skin stuff (laughs) up until she just reaches down like she's unzipping a jacket and takes it off and we don't even, we don't see. If you've ever taken off a Kigu before, those onesie, adult onesie things with the animal hood, it's like that. It's Kigurumi. They're Japanese. It's like hatch It's like a whole bodysuit. Which I guess that would explain why the CG on her was so weird. Because they were trying to match like two different Rebel Wilson sizes. It makes And that's why it like didn't Well, I I think like another reason is that, you know, it's like... It makes no sense, guys. It makes no sense. But yeah, it's like uh, part of, another part of uh, what made it like so uncomfortable is that like when she unzipped it, it I still felt like it was like skinish. I know. You know, like she skinwalkered herself. <laughs> I, it reminded me of a meme I saw a long time ago, so I, I I don't know. It was like a creepy meme. Do you guys remember, Miss, was it called Mr. Hands or Hands? Where it's Slender like, Man? Or Mr. Spoons. Mr. Spoon. Where it's like... No. Sa- are you thinking the Salad Fingers? Salad, yeah, that's the one. I like that's that. That's a fucking bitch. That's... There was a scene in Salad Fingers where he like peels off like a yeah. glove. And I oh god. I hated that animation. My <laughs> my little brother at the time uh that that was popular introduced me to that and that is part of the reason why I effing hate that the those You can like, say here. fuck in this podcast. We have I the explicit tag. I've said pussy like three times. Fuck shit ass damn like salad fingers can suck my fucking cock and taint. So after they get Judy Dench back <laughs> they get Judy Dench back and then does she go outside again? I think Victoria goes outside yeah, again. Yeah, Victoria goes uh, outside to go get Because Jennifer no one time. gives this little girl aftercare and there's just so much happening. Just get her a glass of water and like a blanket and tell her that she did good. But yeah, she she leaves to go get Jennifer Hudson again, where they do another rendition of memory. They reprise it. They reprise it. And then she does the big thing. And it was a lot like when Anne Hathaway sang the, oh God, what's the song in Les Mis? I dreamed a dream. A lot of like sad faces and a right. lot of snot and tears and maybe not so the CGI snot was too much. Yeah. Yes. Right? Like, yes. Yes. Okay, you know that meme of the kitten that looks like it's crying human tears? Yes. That's what it reminded uh-huh. me of. She was crying through her nose. So yeah. even if it had been a better vocal performance, because again, she's a pop singer and not like a Broadway yeah. trained mm. musical exactly. theater star, exactly. the face was so uncomfortable with all of the snot and tears that it wouldn't have mattered. Okay, but when okay, so what ends up happening is that Victoria convinces Jen, uh, Jennifer Hudson to come into the theater, and she kind of leads her through like all the snides and sneers of like all the other cats that are. You know, it's like, 
what the fuck is this bitch doing here? And Did we ever establish why the other cats don't like her? No. She no. Hung out with I don't know why the other cats there don't was like one her. Line, there was one line. She hung out with McCavity. Like once. She and then threw he in went... with him and it fucked up her whole life. And then they weren't very caring yeah. for the aftermath of yeah, that. Yeah, he left her high and dry and they were like, no, fuck you. When Clearly she you're the sober ones because I didn't fucking remember that <laughs> shit at yeah. all. I, I remember okay. useless things like the yeah. cats. <laughs> but, but anyway, so it's like, uh, she comes in, she sings her sad song and like, to be perfectly honest, like, it was moving to me. It was good. It, it was, was good. I liked it. Was it. it was very well done. Jennifer Hudson, kudos to you. That song, good song. Jennifer Hudson, great job given her vocal talents. She um, she did the best with what she had to work yeah. with. Mm. But then Judy Dent, Ju- uh, Judy Dent, Judy Dent, yeah, yeah Judy Old Dent. Old is the name of the cat. Yeah, Deut- Deuteronomy comes up uh, to Jennifer Hudson and was like, "Yeah, you're it." And then everybody instantly loves her. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, that pissed me off. Going, like, you two-faced sons of bitches. You, like, are hissing and, like, swiping at her, like, the entire fucking movie. And as soon as, like, Deuteronomy goes, like, yeah, you're cool. And go, like, oh, yeah, you're totally cool. Fuck you, bitches. It's okay, because she goes away. I lied earlier in the very beginning when I said she comes back. I think I was remembering the end of the play when they do a bow. She Good. does go off to heaven at the end of the play. Oh, or okay. cat. You're supposed to be our cat expert, Judy. I'm doing my best. I haven't <laughs> seen this in a long time. Jesse was a child. Like I was a very little, little. Like a literal child the last time she <laughs> saw Someone, cats. I was waiting this whole time because I have this memory, this specific memory. All alone in the moonlight. Like a sunflower Like a sunflower trying to face the dawn. There was, in one of the musical numbers, because it's all ballet, I want to say it was Misopolis, it was one of the male cats, and he spun on one foot forever, and it was so cool, and everyone was screaming and laughing and cheering, because it was like this amazing talent that he did, and it wasn't in this movie, and that's the only thing I can remember from seeing Cats, the Uh, stage show, and I was very disappointed. That's actually kind of a shame. Mm -hmm. But you know, that's, that's I don't know. Maybe that worked that in. Maybe that was oh, a railroad that's... cat when he was spinning. Maybe in the air. that's probably maybe a big that's part. Of... That no, that's probably a big part of the play. That's actually kind of. A it fun. was like a big. It was the end yeah. of one of the big musical numbers, oh, and that's okay. what I remember. Like my experience as a child seeing it on stage, which it, I guess is why people like it. it. It was. It was the train cat. Probably. 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 Anyway. But yeah, so it's like Judy Hudson or Jennifer Hudson. <laughs> Judy Hudson. <laughs> That's Judy Dench and Jennifer Hudson combined into one cat. Jennifer Hudson gets into like this chandelier. The chandelier takes off. It turns into a hot air balloon. Yep. And a la Wizard of Oz. Yeah, and yes. then she yeah. starts going up into like the fucking stratosphere and shit like that. Then Idris Elba is just like, no, and like grabs on, but can't hold on. So he just falls off onto a statue. I thought they were going to kill him. I did too. I literally thought it was going to be like the end of Up plummeting to the earth. But no, it's like... There was literally no point. Yeah. Well, so it's like he he falls onto a statue, which is apparently his kryptonite because his magic suddenly stops working. Mm. (laughs) And then... Jen, not Jennifer Hudson. She's going off to get reborn. Judy mm. Dench addresses the audience for the last. <laughs> oh, no. Which are the rules? Into the, the camera. camera. 
breaking the fourth wall. She looks into our souls. And she tells you that cats are not dogs. (laughs) Listen, listen. Several occasions. Listen, this is the best scene of the movie. (laughs) Everything was leading up to this. And unless you watch the movie, you have no fucking clue. You literally don't know. Okay, no. Okay, I should. I was in tears. Okay, normally I don't talk about the ends of the movies because I try to encourage people to go see the movie, but this ending that. this ending no. needs to be discussed. So she looks into the camera, looks into your soul. Yes. And yes. legitimately on several occasions tells you that cats are not dogs. Every time they and say then, it, their ears go down because yeah. they're angry at the dogs. Are not dogs. Even, even though even though only once in this movie do we get any mention of a dog. Just one. <laughs> Just one. Off camera. Off camera. We never see it. We only hear it in the background. They don't even mention the fact that there's a dog. The cats don't say anything about dogs throughout this whole movie listen. up until this point. Listen, listen, listen. There's a lot <laughs> of... <sighs> this movie... Okay, so its ending statement could have been like, don't judge a book by its cover because the dirty alley cat Jennifer Hudson goes off into the stratosphere. Or it could have been about, you know, this. It could have been about that. Their ending fucking statement is cats are not dogs. But then... Then they go into like this whole like musical number about how to how to address your cat. You have to take and, your hat off. You have to bow, and you have to say, "Oh, cat." Yeah, and most of, <laughs> and most of it is suffers from like the the audio troubles and stuff like that. Like you can't like really understand uh, yeah. most of it and shit like that. And then it ends. It, it ends, but like the movie keeps going, and I audibly shouted, "Oh God, there's more!" Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and the theater. Lost their shit at that point. It should have ended there. It was like the end of Return of the King. I'm gonna defend it for just one moment. Okay. All right. All right. There is no audience surrogate in the play. They just address the audience. Oh. Which is one of these things where, like, a stage play has a certain feel. This movie couldn't do that, and so they gave us a little Victoria. But then they decided to keep it at the end, where she just talks to you. So it's even more distressing. Yeah, it's even it hasn't more. happened the whole time. I'm not, you know what? I'm not hearing you defend this movie very okay, much. I, I'm, I'm hearing you. It. I'm <laughs> explaining. <laughs> you know, that's a weird part about the movie. Because we start the movie with Victoria and then the other cat, which we haven't really mentioned all that often. The male one. Yeah, the gray male cat. The gray male really, cat. He well, knows he everything. The one yeah, who does everything, yeah. but he doesn't serve much purpose to the plot other than kind of guides or guides yeah. our fish out of water. Who's the character. one that leads Dante yeah. through the inferno? But, He's that guy. Yeah, <laughs> but but they have other than Victoria in, dragging Jennifer Hudson into the, she really, there's really no impact. There's no impact. There's nothing. This movie is nothing. It's nothing. I. There was it, no growth. There was no. It almost exactly. Yeah. Yeah. From them trying to almost give it like a plot instead of just having it be here's all yes. these fucking cats <laughs> because then you have to like come to terms with the fact that nothing happened. Exactly. Mm-hmm. There were no stakes. There were. Uh, there was no. There was characters. no stakes. 
There was Thank no cal- there was no character development. There were just cats. Victoria got to be a jellical cat. Maybe it was never confirmed. No, no, I mean, no, 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 no. Okay, so yeah, what happened yeah. at the very end after yeah. Ricky said, "There's more." Yeah. <laughs> I think Judy Dench looked at Victoria and basically said, hey, you're a jellical cat now. Congratulations. And then they almost kissed. Yeah, they almost yeah. kissed. And then they rubbed necks. Noses. Neck, neck, nose thing happens. And they rubbed the upper part of their bodies. And I you had know, to change my adult diapers. In the Lion King animated film, oh, no. Simba and Nala... Like oh, kiss no. during "Can You Feel the Love Tonight" by like rubbing their yeah. hands against yeah, each other. Yeah. That is what they do in this film. Except it's way more uncomfortable. It's way cats. more uncomfortable. It's yeah. super uncomfortable. But it's like that level of sexual affection. Yeah. <laughs> and every time it happened, the theater erupted in laughter because we laughter slash like cringe. Yeah, we were all real uncomfortable because we knew what they were trying to do, but we also knew that they were failing at that miserably. I honestly wonder if we were the only ones going into this movie knowing it was going to be trash. No. I fully expected the theater to be empty. We were the loudest ones for the first half, but I think that gave the other people leave to also be loud. Confidence. So people see it, laugh out loud. Yeah, because here's the thing. I think most of these people walked in expecting a good, serious movie. Mm-hmm. Except for us, because we saw the Twitter posts, we saw the articles on BuzzFeed, yeah. and we knew, well, we didn't, we thought we knew what to expect going in. I say thought I, because there is no way. I had no clue. There's I, no way we could have prepared. I mean, I knew I, it was I going have, to be I, bad, but I had no idea it was going to be that bad. To be perfectly honest, I expected worse. That's true. But, yeah. Yeah. Like, okay. I, that, that's a weird point. At times, okay, this movie is very mountain and valley. There's like things where, like, for example, the tap dancing. That's a mountain. Mm-hmm. That was really good. And I was like, wow, there's actual talent involved in this movie. Naked, naked Idris Alba. Idris Alba. Elba. But then there was You Cannot Pass Valley. <laughs> you know, and. And then there was Rebel Wilson shedding her skin. Yeah. Valley. Oh, we forgot to mention the fact that in in the beginning, when we first meet Rebel Wilson's cat, she's fucking touching herself. A lot. Yeah. Oh, she's yeah. like legitimately masturbating. Scrat- scratching her crotch. Like, yeah. Like, they tried to make it as PG as it's possible, weird. but she was legitimately masturbating. When you- was it that the dad took the child? I think it was, was it about that, that point. Yeah. I was about to say, tell me. There was like a child in our theater. and Like a with, four or five year old yeah, child. Like a small one with their father. And about the point where they popped off, which is when we met Rebel Wilson. Mm-hmm. They left like, real fast. He literally picked this child up and ran out of the theater. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and honestly. I don't blame him. Yeah, that's oh, totally. probably for the best. This movie did not earn a PG rating. This movie should It's only PG because they don't have bits. Yeah. Yeah, that's another thing. There's no cussing, there's no violence, there's no sex, but... No, well, there's sex. I mean, there, okay, but there's no explicit sex. Yeah, yeah and, and yet, this is one of the most disturbing movies. <laughs> Mm-hmm. I'm guessing that this is our what makes this movie special segment. Yeah. This whole discussion from after we talk about the actual plot. Mm-hmm. This is what makes this movie special. This whole thing right here. 
It's disturbing. It snuck through the the rating system. It, yeah, it got PG when it really it. Like, I felt dirty after this movie. Yeah, <laughs> about like sixty as, million of that ninety five million went to paying off the ratings board. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and just be like, let's let us get this out so that we can compete with Star Wars. Just let us. Just let us have this. Let us have this. And then they were like, okay. Sure, whatever. Yeah, yeah. No, it's... There were... I. There was at least one hand on my face the whole time. Yeah. I was just, like, so in shock. I I couldn't take my hand off. It was like a barrier between me and this movie. But I did not want it to stop. At no point was I like, this isn't, like, engaging. It was very entertaining at least once. I think, no, like... Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Okay. I think that the true marks of a good, bad movie is, does it make you laugh unintentionally? And are you shouting internally this question? What were they thinking? And yeah. up throughout the entire movie, those things were happening. I, I don't know. And, like, to your point, uh, where it's like you didn't want the movie to end... It was around when I shouted, oh, God, there's more. That that was me saying, like, no more, please. Yeah. Like, I can't, like, That was the very end of the film. <laughs> yeah. And at that moment, like, it seemed like it was the end. Like, and at, then it just at, kept going. Yeah, after that musical number, like, that was, that would have been, like, the point in any other mm-hmm. musical, in right. any other film. After that that cutoff, it would have just been like instantly credits. Like the dir- but then they kept filming, and I was like, "Oh God, no!" It's like the director's cut of uh, Return of the King. It's just like that, where it's like, "All right, it's a great place." Yeah, but here's the thing. More. Yeah, Return of the King is a good movie. Yeah. This is also true. It won an Oscar. It mm. won. A lot of Oscars. I'm not gonna put it past the current Oscar board that this might not win something. I don't know what that would be. Best song? This movie. Prediction. Prediction. Okay. Mm-hmm. Cats is going to sweep the Razzies. I was. Yes. That, Absolutely. You, yes. you read my mind, Professor J, because I was going to end this discussion with Will this movie sweep the Razzies? And my answer is yeah. Yeah, it's going to. Yeah. It's 100% going to sweep the Razzies, and I am here for that. I. Jesse at the end was saying that this would probably gain the room status of cult classic Ooh. if we can get enough people to go to the screenings and laugh at it just like they did yeah. in the room. I yeah. really, yeah, no, it's like quite honestly, I want this enough cult status to the point where it's like there are, you know, it's like we're, special we're, screenings, yeah, yeah special special, special screen- screenings where you're expected to yell, expected, expected to yell, to yell, you're expected, expected to throw to- shit at the screen and whatnot, dress like a cat. Which our friend Dipper joined us, and they did dress like a cat, and it was glorious. Well, they put cat they had makeup a cat on. face makeup yeah. on. It was fantastic. She, she they did not have a fursuit on. Thank goodness. No. <laughs> I don't think Dipper would ever wear a fursuit. That reminds me, I do need to post the videos on the YouTube channel. <laughs> but that does bring me to my next point: the wrapping it up. So. Uh, yeah. mm-hmm. So we will continue with the syllabus next week with Mac and me. Which, this, that's our blatant ripoffs unit. It's a ripoff of E.T. the Extraterrestrial. If anybody wants to guest with me on that, I don't think I have a guest lined up. So, it's going to be interesting. But you can find us on Facebook at Fail Films 101. You can find us on Twitter at Fail Films 101. 
Uh, you can find us at anchor.fm slash failfilms101. That is the site that this podcast is hosted on. And anchor.fm should, uh, posts it to Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Pop, CastBox, a multitude of podcasting platforms. So basically anywhere that you can find podcasts, just type in failfilms101 and you'll probably find us. We also have a website, failfilms101.com. You can find the syllabus on that website. If you have any suggestions for movies that we can discuss between units or we're kind of getting towards the end of the syllabus. So if you have ideas for units for the next syllabus, that would be cool, too. And if you want to guest on any movies that don't have a guest yet, by all means, please do. Because as you can hear from this roundtable discussion, we have a lot of fun doing this shit. Anybody have any final thoughts? All right. I think we should turn to the cats expert. I'm not a cats expert. For for our first final thoughts. I am... Honestly, I enjoyed it more than I thought I would. But I also firmly believe that it's awful. And I don't know how to rectify those two feelings. I'm going to think about that as I lay in bed tonight. Same. For all of the cringiness that, like, comes with, like, just the sexual explicitness of uh what is what you're witnessing it is so much fun i would definitely say that this is a film that you need to see with other people oh definitely, definitely. Uh, and, and when i i have made the mistake in the past of uh, seeing a bad movie by myself and it's just really not the same it's really not uh, and, and whatnot so you know, it's like cats is uh, cats is a wonderful drinking game. Uh, you know, I, I would imagine drink every time they say jellical. You will have to wait for the <coughs> Blu-ray to get subtitles because you can't understand <laughs> the script well enough before that. Yeah, I would. Uh, I would say if you're drinking those rules, drink beer. Yeah, very, very light beer, maybe even like a, a um, like a hard cider. Maybe light. yeah, like. Uh, or even like a, a grapefruit. I can't think of the name. Uh, uh, Radler. 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 Say a white claw. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, a white claw would probably be good for that. <laughs> but yeah, but yes, like uh, drink to this. I mean, like this is this really is a fun film. Uh, don't bring your children to it. Yeah, definitely don't bring your children. I would say some of the musical some of the musical numbers lasted a little bit too long. And my millennial brain just wanted to be like, okay, stop already and move on. Other than that, this movie is a complete goldmine for just making fun of it, saying what the fuck, or what were they thinking, which is my favorite phrase. And that's really my final thoughts. Professor J, what are your final thoughts on the year's best, the decade's best movie ever, this Cats? Is- this honestly, yeah, I think you're right. This is the best bad movie of the decade, and I'm very thankful that it is. Really? The last, I'm very thankful that it is the last bad movie of the decade. Okay, because I know I know the room was made in 2003. 2003, so that's a decade beforehand. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm I'm actually uh, really curious. You know, it's like uh, you said of the decade. Uh, what are your so you've got cats, the room? Like, what are your well, runner ups? I suppose. Let's see, runner ups. I might have to actually dedicate a whole episode to that. Mm. Okay. Okay. Gotcha. I didn't. I didn't have that Movie's idea before. Made this but decade, yeah. Look for that episode next, folks, and then we're gonna do Mac and Me. <laughs> we're gonna do Mac and Me in January, but I'm gonna do a special of the best bad movies of the decade. 
Thanks for that idea, Ricky. That's of course, kind of, yeah. That's something yeah, I'm going to yeah. have to think about. And thanks for listening. And Merry Fuckmas. Merry Fuckmas. <laughs> Happy New Year. Yes, Happy New Year, everybody. We'll see you on our best bad movies of the decade episode. And then we're going to jump right back into... We're going to jump right back into blatant ripoffs. Thanks again for listening. I'm Professor J. Class dismissed. Wow. <laughs>